you got your Bibles with you, which I hope you do, y'all want to go all the way back to the beginning. All the way back. So we're going to go all the way to Genesis. <laughs> when I say back to the beginning, we're going back. And the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God. Amen. So go to Genesis chapter 50. We'll move forward a little bit. <laughs> so we, went, we know that God is the Word. Amen. Amen. I entitled my message today, No Faith, No Future. Faith is substance of things what? Unseen. Things that you can't see. Things you can't hold on. But, but nevertheless, it's true. The call of Abraham had been accompanied by promises. He was promised a new land in Genesis 12.1. Now the Lord came and said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto the land that I will show thee. And he goes on to say, he promised that he would have many descendants and be a blessing. He was promised protection from his enemies and for his family. But see, there's one thing Abraham had to do, and he had to step out in faith. He stepped out in faith in God's promises. He departed and began his great adventure of faith. You see, I think this morning, a lot of us need to do that. I think a lot of us need to learn to step out in faith. We've begun our life in faith by stepping out in faith and believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. Knowing that he has saved us. And we have to entrust our future to him. I know that sounds a lot. And it's a lot to take in for some people. But I believe the future belongs to those who place their faith and trust in Jesus. Because there's a lot to be said there. I mean, and this morning I want to talk about Abraham because I believe we should have the same kind of faith that Abram had. So in Genesis 15, God, did I say something else? Oh, I said 50? Yes. Oh, my, my mistake. One five, not five oh. Hawaii five oh. Remember that show? Let's go back to one. Back up. Back up. Genesis chapter 15 and verse 1. After these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abram in a vision, saying, and here's these two famous words that we talked about over Christmas. Fear not. Abram, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. And Abram said, Lord God, what wilt thou give me, seeing I go childless? And the steward of my house is this Eliezer of Damascus. And Abram said, Behold, to me thou hast given no seed. And lo, one born in my house 
is mine heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, This shall not be thine heir. But he that shall come forth out of thine own bowels shall be thine heir. And he brought him forth aboard and said, Look now toward heaven and tell the stars, If thou be able to number them, he said unto him, <coughs> so shall thy seed be. And he believed in the Lord and counted it unto him righteousness. Father, I thank you this morning for your word. Lord, I pray this morning that your word would speak diligently to our hearts. Lord, let us understand faith as though we've never understood it before. In Jesus' name. In verses 1 through 3, we note how faith affects our families. The call to Abram had to do with families. Abram was to leave for Canaan with his family. He was to be a blessing to all the families of the earth. Despite God's swift judgment of sin for most people, people ignored and continued to sin. But a handful of people tried to follow him. And one of these men happened to be Abraham. God appeared to him and made promises to him and to his descendants that he would make them a great nation. Abraham was a part of this agreement. Why? Because he obeyed God. You see, I believe that God has many promises for us. He has promises for our family. But we have to choose to obey God in the process. A lot of people, they want the blessings, but they don't want to do the serving. They don't want to do the sacrificing. Sometimes we have to sacrifice. People want to serve but they only want the good part of serving. Nobody likes to think of the bad parts of serving. Well, what could be bad about serving God? <laughs> Let me tell you what the bad part about serving God is. And it's not bad, actually. It's called obedience. See, some people want to defy God and just do their own thing. And they say, well, I heard the Lord say this, but I'm going to do that. I want to do this, and, you know, and if I do this, you know, God will understand. Some of us want to challenge God. Well, God, if it's really you, I want you to do this. You want to place fleeces before the Lord. That's disobedience. We don't place fleeces before the Lord. Either we choose to serve or not to serve. You know, it's kind of pretty simple. But Abraham was not a guy like that. You see, God had promised to make him a great nation. And so to be a part of that, he had to agree to obey God. Through sharp testing and incidences that almost destroyed his family, he remained faithful to God. I'm sure many of us have gone through situations in our lifetime 
that have almost destroyed us. But because we remain faithful to God, he seemed to bring you through. See, every time we go through a fire, God walks through that fire with us. He, he goes through it. And, and even though we're tried, we come out refined by the Lord. God is interested in our families. I pray for my family all the time. And I'm sure many of you in this room pray for your family all the time. You pray for your children. I pray for mine. I got the proof right here. It's not brown anymore. Children have a way of turning us from brown to a bright silver. That's a fact. They have a way of keeping us on our knees. And not necessarily your children. It might be your siblings. It might be family that keeps you on your knees. Noah and his family were called into safety of the ark. And the Lord said unto Noah, Come, into, come thou and all thy house into the ark. The Philippian jailer was offered salvation for him and his whole family. You remember the story? The Philippian jailer being outside of the jail cell and Paul and Silas were inside and they began singing in the middle of the night and an earthquake takes place. All the chains are broken and gone and, and, and what happens next? The jailer's awake and he's thinking everybody's escaped so he's going to draw a sword and kill himself and what Paul has to yell from the jail, don't hurt you, don't cause yourself no harm. We're here. Sometimes we need a shaking like that to bring our house under order with God. Abraham struggled with unbelief over having a family. And Abraham said, behold, to me thou hast not given no seed. And lo, one born in my house is mine heir. He's an old man. He's thinking, wait a minute. The only heir I have right now is Eleazar, who is my servant, my most trusted servant. I don't have any children and see it in their day and in their custom. If they didn't have a son, they didn't have an heir. You can have 500 daughters, but you don't have an heir. It had to be a son. And he didn't have one. And so what does God do? God promises him a son. Because he said, look, the one in your house right now is not your heir. But the one that's coming out of your bowels will be your heir. God puts forth a promise to him right then. He could have said simply to God, excuse me, I don't know if you got the news flash, but you know, I'm old. I don't know that I'm ready to take on a little infant. Let me see a show of hands if you're ready to take on an infant in your house today. Whoa, not a, not a, not one arm? Wow. You might get a surprise this year. Ooh. Some of you are saying, Pastor, you're on thin ice. We just had another pastor walk in the house. We may be changing pastors. By morning. 
You know, we don't know what God's plans are for us, do we? Honestly. A lot of us trust. And do we truly trust God with our whole life? Sometimes God will put things in your life that you don't expect. But if you trust God, he's going to make a way to see you through your situations in your life. He struggled. But God promised him a seed. And Paul said this seed would be Christ. Because in Galatians 3.16 he says, Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He saith not, and to thy seed as many, but as one, and thy seed, which is the Christ. You see, God made promises to you. God made promises to all of you. He made promises to me. And the promise is salvation. Those who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So he's made a promise to us. Our faith in Christ should be examples to our family. The way you walk, your family should be walking. And when you continue to walk in the faith of the Lord, your family will see that you're not wavering. They're going to know what you have is real. You see, it's when we waver, then comes the confusion. See, I remind myself, there are none righteous, not none. That's what the Word of God tells me. But I have to walk in the faith of Jesus Christ. I have to walk as He te teaches me to walk. And He teaches me to walk every day. I've not arrived. I won't arrive until He calls me home. Mm -hmm. Every day is going to be a challenge. Every day that I trust Jesus is going to be a new day of faith. We have to step out in faith and believe that Christ has your, your, your best at, at heart. It may not go the way you want. It may not even go the way you expect. But if you trust Jesus, it's going to go his way. And his way is going to be the best way for you. Amen. We're moving into a new year. We hear so many crazy things that are going on. Mm -hmm. But the best is yet to come. Amen. Mm -hmm. 2021 could be just as challenging as 2021. I don't know. Why? Because God hasn't shown me the future. Matter of fact, the word of God says, you only know in part. God's only let us see a little bit. But just know this, what Paul tells us in Hebrews 13 and verse 8, and it's one of my most favorite scriptures of the whole, of all the scriptures. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And because of that, I know that he is solid. He is not going to change. I don't care what men write in any other Bible. He is not going to, he's going to be the same yesterday, today, for, he is not going to change. I don't have to worry about flipping through the scripture and then all of a sudden something new pops out and then all of a sudden everything is changed. That's not going to happen. He's going to always be the same. There's, there, no one's going to challenge him. And he's not going to change. 
But I want us to know how faith affects our future. In verses 4 through 5, we see how faith affects our future. And behold, the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, This shall not be neither thine heir. Notice how it begins to affect. What if Abraham had not dared to embark on this adventure of faith? There would have been no promised blessings for him and his family. Why? Because there would have been disobedience. There would, if there's no faith to trust in what God is going to do for you, then why are you here? Why are you reading the word of God if you don't believe by faith? Let me ask you a question. Has anybody here seen Jesus Christ face to face? I haven't. But yet I believe in him. I trust in him. I'll give him my whole life. Everything about me belongs to him. I have faith to believe that what he has said in his word is true. For I, let not your heart be troubled. For I go to prepare a place for you. That where I am, you may be also. I am looking forward to the day. By faith that that day is going to come for me. And that that place that he's gone to prepare is for me. Not just me, but all those who believe. And we have to believe by faith. He would have missed out on life's greatest journey. Faith assured him of his future. He would be led to the promised land. He would have descendants who would be able to be a blessing. His name would be remembered. And isn't it true today? His name is remembered. When we read the scriptures, his name is remembered. I mean, he's going to be a blessing. Just think, his descendants, the number of the stars in the heavens, the grains of sand in the earth. So what does that tell me? That I am a part of Abraham's seed. All of us are. His descendants will be numbered far out than anyone could count. Anybody ever sat up and tried to count the stars in the sky? You ever grab the handful of sand and just put it on a plate and then just try to count each little grain of sand? Some of us are saying in this room, I think Pastor's lost his marbles. <laughs> He's wanting us to count stars and grains of sand. It's almost impossible. You notice that you start counting those little grains of sand, all of a sudden a little wind comes by and blows it right back into your stack. And then you got to start over. So you start over, another little brush of wind comes by, blows it off to the side, and now you've lost your count. What happens? You gotta forget it. It's all there. Consider the scope of the blessings that God has for us. The Just think of the scope of the blessing that, that he had. He would have a son in his old age. His descendants would a number of the stars. But know how, I want us to note this morning how faith affects our fellowship with God. Because in verse 6 he says, And he believed in the Lord and counted it to him for righteousness. Faith brought Abraham into the right relationship with God. He believed God and it was counted unto him to righteousness. Abraham, a sinner, was justified before God by faith. We are justified before Jesus by faith. You see, God loves us. 
He loves us so much that he sent his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him shall what? Not perish, but have everlasting life. It's good news for me and you. Good news for me and you. We were all sinners. Oh, I know some people here this morning today. They hate to hear that. They just can't fathom in their mind that they were once sinners. But Romans 3, 10 through 23 says it is written, there is none righteous. No, not one. There is none that understandeth. There is none that seeketh after God. They are all gone out of their way. They are all together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good. No, not one. Their throat is an open sepulcher. Their tongues they have used deceit. The poison of the asp is under their lips. Whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Destruction and misery are their ways. And the way of peace have they not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. Now we know that these things soar the law. Saith, it saith to them that are under the law. That every mouth may be stopped. And all the world may be guilty before God. Therefore by the deeds of the law there shall no flesh be justified in his sight. For the law is the knowledge of sin. But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested being witnessed by the law of the prophets. Even the righteousness of God which is by faith of Jesus Christ unto all and upon all them that believe. For there is no difference. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But you know the you know the promise there is in three twenty eight. <clears throat> Christ died to save sinners. Hallelujah! That's that's exciting in itself. That Christ died to save sinners, like Abraham. We are all justified by faith. Paul tells us in Romans four one through five. But my question this morning, are you an example? Are you an example of faith to your family? Does your faith make you confident about your future? Do you have fellowship with God through faith in Christ? When you start to ask yourself these questions, and you start to dwell on these questions, you begin to think about faith like you've never thought about it before. How is it that, how am I making an example to the world that I live in? I might, let's just shrink it up a whole bunch. How, how am I an example of faith to my family? Am I staying steady in the word of God? Am I staying steadfast in what he tells me? Am I believing solely on everything that he tells me? Or am I just meandering about? You see, church, I think that a lot of us need to reevaluate our lives. 
I think a lot of us need to become true, true examples to our families. You see, because when we become true examples to our family, then we can become true examples to our communities and to the world that we live in. Because I believe that if you have enough faith and you believe strongly enough, I did believe that you can be very confident about the future that God has laid before you. God has laid a strong future before us. And it's one of faith. It's one of stepping out in faith and believing. A lot of us are going to have some challenges this year. A lot of times I believe that God is going to call us to step out in faith. And to do things that we've never done before. And I believe that as we do that, God is going to increase in us his knowledge and understanding. So this morning my question is, are you willing to be an example? Are you willing to allow your faith to so shine before men? Your workplace, maybe your community halls where you gather, maybe just simply going out and being in public, trusting God. Because church, as Paul has said, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He will never change. He will never change. And I think we need to remember that. I believe that as I said earlier this morning, I believe we need to rejoice. And again, I say rejoice. I think rejoice needs to be our word for this year. We need to rejoice in the goodness of the Lord and the faithfulness of the Lord and everything that he has for us. We should rejoice. I know people don't like to rejoice when bad times come, but I believe that we should rejoice anyway because that is the character of a Christian. To rejoice. Even when things are sour, we should rejoice. Rejoice in all situations. And giving glory and praise and honor to our Lord Jesus Christ. And mm-hmm. our walk and all that we do for the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Father, I thank you this morning. I thank you, Lord, this morning that we can rejoice in you. Lord, I thank you that our faith is in you. Lord, we trust you this morning. Lord, give us that faith that Abraham had. Lord, you've made him a you made him great. You made his nation great. You made, you made his family great, Father, because he trusted in you. Lord, let us have the same trust that Abraham had. Let us believe strongly in faith, knowing that you will do all things that you so desire through us. For our families, for our communities, and for the world that we live in. Lord, make us strong examples. And we'll give you the glory and the honor and the praise for this that we ask this morning in Jesus' name. And all God's children said, Amen. Amen.